Welcome back to another episode of the Launch Day Podcast, your go-to place for all things business. I'm your host, Dean Svetkoski, aka Houdin. And guys, for you, for all of those that are listening right now, whether you be in the car, at home, in the shower, wherever you might be, we've actually made some changes in our podcast studio. We're going for a completely different look that matches our brand a lot more. So all of those that are listening to the podcast, I would be encouraging you guys to get online and start having a look at how cool our new setup is. Now, without further ado, I'm going to be introducing our guest for today. She's an absolutely marvelous lady. I feel like she could audition for like Catwoman or something because she just looks absolutely brilliant. We have the wonderful... Violetta Hislop in studio. Hey, Violetta, how are you going? Oh, I'm amazing. <laughs> it's a great day. Really, thanks for having me here, and I feel really delighted to be here, part That's of your fantastic. podcast. <laughs> no, of course. And you know what, guys? We have to give all the credit to Violetta. She's actually travelled down to Sydney from Brisbane to be part of our Launch Day Amplify program. I'm really excited for you because there's so much to come. There's so much to win. You know what I mean? What's the, the, Look... For all of those, I know enough, right? But for everyone that's listening at home in the car, in the shower, uh, you know, a bit weird if you're listening in the shower, but, uh, (laughs) you know, why don't you introduce yourself and let everyone know who you are and what you do? Well, basically, as you said, I just travel from Brisbane, but I'm based in Sunshine Coast. Mm -hmm. Um, Very nice, beautiful place called Coulomb Beach with the beautiful view on the ocean. And when I wake up every morning, I'm so grateful to having this beautiful view mm. and starting the day like that so yeah absolutely now r- run us through a little bit about you know who you are and what you do what's what's your day-to-day uh you know if someone was listening to your stories today and the things that you shared and they wanted to work with you for example let us know who you are and what you do well probably i should sell myself as a passion person building the businesses from scratch, uh, scaling businesses, um, helping business owners to scale their businesses and mm. and leading the team. So I love working with people and helping them basically achieve their goals faster and further. That's awesome. That's really good. You know, Violetta, there's one thing that kind of strikes me a little bit, right, is that you know, you, your accent is very, very heavy. Like, I feel like you didn't grow up around here, around Australia. Oh, you pick up on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, everyone know. is speaking, you know. Don't oh, worry. Absolutely. You know. I could put on an accent too. I've shown you. <laughs> okay. Times. I won't do it again. But, uh, you know, by all means, like, wh- whereabouts did you grow up? Well, I moved few, through a few countries. And basically, I was born in Poland. Um, okay. So, grow up, left Poland around probably 18 years old. Uh, then I moved to Germany, where I was living in Germany for seven, eight years. Wow. 
That's 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 why it's the mix of accent. Oh, you don't really know. It's Russian or German. It's Polish or something European yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, from Germany I moved to Australia. So now I'm a bit of combination of Australian how you're going <laughs> style. It. And now you're ready to audition for the Russian Catwoman. That's right, I exactly. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Like moving from country to country. I mean, you, you would have had to learn all those different languages, right? Well, spot on, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I. I moved to Germany from Poland, hardly knowing German at all. So I started from good morning yeah, <laughs> in yeah. German, Gu- guten Morgen, guten Morgen. <laughs> guten right, Morgen. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was my first word that I knew. And when I just literally landed in Germany. Um, 10 o'clock at night, guten Morgen. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, exactly. I didn't know the language at all. Yeah. So basically I learned from walking around people and just imagining what they want to say okay and one lady said like okay you should start to learn german because you know it's good to know the language where you live in the country i was like oh absolutely <laughs> and that started to bother me because i like to talk to people as you know right yeah, yeah, so yeah. not having this you know privilege and talk to anyone it was just killing me literally yeah. said come on okay let's go do it so yeah i learned the language okay how long did it take you to learn german um, because I'm very good with languages, mm. um, it was probably four months, five what? months. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, <laughs> but I, I, nah, I no, yeah, I late. started every day. Every Lisa, day you Every day. Yeah, I just said like that and started. Late. Yeah. So there's people that study for a whole year and they don't, you know what I mean? They, they don't get anywhere. And you know, the difference is probably when you put in a country where you can't speak the language and you have to speak. You just uh, learn yeah, three times faster. Just force oh, you. You know what? Like I can relate to that a little bit. Like wh- the times that I've been to Thailand, um, you know, and then you're asking for something and they don't, they don't understand what you're saying and things like that. And you're like, oh, well, shit, I ask this question almost every day. Um, maybe I should sort of learn how to say that. And so then now, like, you know, all your general conversations, ju- just very, you know, surface level, very simple conversations I can have in, in Thai. Um, you know, same in Vietnamese, things like that. So I, I can relate to that. I think maybe if I learned at the rate that you were and putting the amount of time and effort, most of the time when I was, you know, in these countries, I was enjoying myself, uh, not necessarily reading a book on how to speak the language, right? That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No when you put the, the, you know, energy and the, the energy where to the place, you can speed up much faster everything. Mm, that's mm. why no i get what you mean so like you went german and what was the country after germany australia yeah it was australia okay i couldn't speak english neither <laughs> to really? be honest see that would have been a challenge right because isn't like what i'm finding from like where i learn certain things is that um you know like english has such a sophisticated language compared to some European countries and other other languages around the world. Whereas like, you know, the people like me that speak English as a first language, we're like, oh, geez, that sounds complica- complicated. Like you, you speak uh, German and you, you say uh, ambulance and it's Krakenwagen, you know, like, yes. <laughs> you're like, what, what the hell is a Krakenwagen? <laughs> you know, um, so that, that sounds like a lot more to say or to think about than, um, I did get that right, right? Krakenwagen. Is ambulance? <laughs> ambulance, yeah. Um, but you know, like it is, it's it's more sophisticated uh, to us. So in reverse order, was it was it hard for you to then go and start speaking a different language like English now? Um, to be honest, 
just tell you the secret, right? Oh, everyone is saying that Polish language is the most hard language to learn. Polish? Yes. Okay. Because of the, the very difficult grammar structure that we have. Right. Uh, which is very, very rare in any other languages. So okay. in, s in having this in mind, I was thinking like, oh, well, really? If Polish is the worst language, then English should be easy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And following, and what I noticed, the English structure is pretty similar to German one. So it's just kind of different wordings. Yeah. So okay, if I learn German, that there won't be any problem with English. So I said, oh, oh, all right. Yeah. It was easy. How long? English was probably eight, nine months. Only because I had to know the grammar very well because I was applying to um, university. Oh, okay. Yeah. So That's interesting. I, yeah, I had to have the English language done with points, several points. I don't know how it works nowadays, but you know, back then it was you had to have the requirements of reading, writing, listening, and speaking yeah. for several levels to to get into the university. Okay. And there was a lot of pressure, obviously, because the university was booked already, and I still didn't speak the language, so <laughs> that was mm -hmm. pretty funny thing, right? Yeah. But yeah, and the end of the day, I got it after the first exam. So must be good. Look at you, superstar. <laughs> yeah, super. you know, that's brilliant. <laughs> super that's brilliant. Star. You know, it's funny, like for me growing up, when I was in high school, I never did uni, nothing like that. Um, but it's through high school, I never did schoolwork. I never did homework. I did some of my assignments, not all of them. And But when I went in to do the exams, I'd kill it. Like I'm, I'm talking like if you had to score it out of a hundred, I'd get anything between eighty-five to like ninety-five out of hundred <laughs> on the exams. So I'm not kidding, right? Um, and they used to put me in a separate room. I swear to you, we did the trial exams, and they went, "Oh, how did you get?" How, they thought I cheated, so they ended up putting me in a separate room for some of my exams because they thought that I looked at other people's uh, exams. And the thing was, and then eventually they realized, they checked the scores of all the people that were directly around me. And they were like, oh, he couldn't have cheated off someone else's paper because, you know well, what I mean? Like amazing. they got lower <laughs> scores than he did. Um, you know what I mean? So they ended up putting me in a separate room, things like that, to be able to do the exam that they wanted to check, make sure I had no pieces of paper, no writing on my hands, you know what I mean? Um, I don't know how you could fit an entire two-hour-long exam, all the answers on your hand, though, but whatever. whatever. <laughs> but I found it really interesting because for me, um, like for you, you applied yourself and you learned quickly. Uh, for me, I didn't apply myself and I still somehow managed to get through. Do you know what I mean? And with flying colours. It's really impressing. You know? So I don't know. Like I, I feel like I, I kind of sometimes I wish that I had you know, the, the same type of, you know, approach and attitude that you have to learning. Uh, I wish sometimes I had that same approach. You know what I mean? Um, to be honest, yeah. tell you something. I didn't really went well at school in Poland. Okay. I was all, always bored because I was like, oh, why should I learn chemistry and biology and things? I prefer to learn how to run the business or, you know, how to make money or the finance stuff, all that. Mm. So I was not really putting a lot of attention at school, but the, yeah, my thing was always business, business oriented, how to build the businesses. How Are your parents to, to in business or anything? Or? Well, my background of my parents is my mom, yes, it, she was working in a bank. 
Okay. And my father was and manager. Okay. So we had a like kind of background of management, um, you know, dealing with people, um, mm. leadership, banking, finance. So that's why probably everything is coming from that. Mm. This passion of, you know, do something yeah, significant. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah. I get you. No, that's good. That's good. You know, it's, it's funny. What I'm finding is that a lot of the people that I am, have been speaking to lately that are in my now entering into my, my business circles, um, they all have very similar stories. They, they weren't interested. They were very bored in school and things like that. I was the same. I was honestly the same. Unless it was something that genuine, like music <laughs> interested me a lot. Um, I used to do a lot in music class and things like that. Um, yeah, it, it, I find it really interesting, very, very interesting how that's turned out because uh, like I said, a lot of people's like me and you both the same, we weren't interested in the schoolwork. We we're interested in business because when I was in school, I was jumping the fence of the school to go to meetings with clients, you know, like I wasn't yeah. going out there to go do drugs and cause chaos. Yeah. I was going out there to make money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, so exactly. I know exactly same, where you're coming from. Same thing, from. right? That's exactly right. So you've gone, you've, you know, you had that inspiration from your parents. Why don't we cover a little bit more on that? Like, you know, what, how were your parents? Because for you to go and leave Poland at 18 to go to Germany, right? You know, what was your relationship like with your parents? Like, were they okay with you leaving? Did they support you leaving? Um, yes, I would say yes. Okay. Um, when I said, okay, I'm going, <laughs> I, I can't do here anything. So I need to go. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. like for me, Poland back then, it was just not country where you can really express the energy that I had mm. and the passion. There was not many possibilities, right? Open for a girl to do something where the country was kind of, you know, post post-communist country yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. not many really opportunities where I saw the opportunities in Germany and said, well, uh, I know it's, it's hard, but why not? I can try, right? I can't do here much, but maybe I can do something else over there. So that's why I said to my mom and father, look, guys, I think I need to go. I can't do here anything. And they said, look, we won't stop you if you want to go. You know what you're doing? <laughs> I, I think they always saw that I was really independent. Mm. I never rely on uh, on any help kind of uh, from my parents. I always try to, to merge everything and do everything by myself. Mm. Were and you an only child too, by the way? No, I have one brother. Older or younger? Uh, two years younger. Uh-huh. Yes. Makes sense why you're the independent one. Right, right. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I was always mentoring him kind mm. of through my life. Mm. And... Yeah, I said, well, I take responsibility of my life and I just can't be stuck in a situation where I can't move. I don't have this freedom of doing what I want. So mm. they said, okay, you can do go and do, you know, this is the phone number, okay? You can always call it if you need help. Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. no worries, I will if I need. But I never did, by the way. So that's why probably they always knew that whatever I decide I know what I'm doing. It, yeah. it wasn't out of the blue, like some people just try to do something. Like, oh, we're going there without any perspective or thinking behind. Mm -hmm. So I was really kind of open-minded for any changes, challenges, changes, anything. So yeah, I said, okay, go. Mm. Cool. No, I guess. And I went. <laughs> so like, were you, 
like yeah i'm trying to think now were you working at all like 18 is it so i'm trying to remember so what's poland what's the school system like you finish at 18 you know that kind of a thing you go yeah. through like a high yeah. school yes high school finish. i finished the high school and i start i look for a job right yeah but there was not really anything creative like me i need some creation in my life i can't just go in and work in a shopping center or working um i don't know do whatever you need, some, <laughs> you need excitement you yeah need something happening yeah, yeah so basically yeah well that's gonna be funny but at age 16 actually i opened my first business in poland nice doing yeah. what uh, um i did services helping um Planting the trees, basically. Planting Landscaping. Trees? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So I said, oh, what can I do? You know, countries pretty like in the lands, in beautiful land countries where there's a lot of stuff, development in the landscape happening. And it was happening a lot back then. And they needed people just organize um, some groups of people to manage to, to do the trees and, and clean the bush as well. Mm. Yeah, so I opened the business services cleaning the bushes and I stuff. I just want to point something out, right, especially for all of our listeners. There's, I love the, the diversity in starting a business. There really is no limitations, uh, no matter what you want to do. Like, unless you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, yeah. you know what I mean? But just for your everyday business, planting trees... You know, and, it, and it's funny because even, um, you know, local councils uh, here in, in Australia, for example, your local council, or your local district overseas in the US, they're looking for people, contractors, to do these things, to do things like plant trees, you know, clear out shrub, things like mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? Get rid of, uh, you know, certain, certain amounts of shrubbing that, that would be seen as fuel uh, for bushfires and things like that. They need people like that. Like if you go, you know, we should do it right now, actually. I want to have a look. We should just go, uh, it's a, a website called Tenderlink. I just want to point this out to a lot of people. So Tenderlink, how many tenders currently? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. There are currently live on Tenderlink right now over 240,000 tenders. Wow. Now they're all for different things and it says that a new tender is added every 15 minutes. Wow. That's really impressive. That's a minimum, right? So it could be more than that, but on average one every 15 minutes. And so if you think of like a 24 hour period, there's only eight hours that people are working. Wow. You know what I mean? You can see why there's that many tenders. Mm. So, you know, like I, it just it just struck me that you said that you, you know, you started a landscaping business, just planting trees at age 16. Because everyone that's listening right now, that's, you know, jump on. So go get your ABN and everything and go jump on Tenderlink and then just start putting together proposals to submit to these tenders and see what bites. Yeah. You know what I mean? See Absolutely. what comes through. If you applied for a thousand tenders, you know, surely you'd get one invitation to submit a, a quote. Oh. Do you know what I must. mean? One, at the very least, mm. you know? And so that's where I look at it and I go, look, it's so diverse. It could start anywhere. Because I talk about with a lot of people, like, especially young men, and I go, they're like, oh, I need money. And I go, do you have a lawnmower? 
oh, um, yeah. I'm like, great. Go grab your lawnmower, stick it in the back of your car, drive around, find someone with, that needs their grass cut and knock on their door and then charge them a hundred bucks. If they, they go, oh, not nah, too, too much. They are, I'll do it for 80 this one time. Well, done. Take your $80 and go. You know what I mean? Like you can make money. There's money everywhere. Exactly. That's you what I always I mean? say. The money's everywhere, right? Mm. We just have to grab it. Just think about it. That's right. That's exactly right. So what, what was your experience with that business? Did you make money? Did you, did you, did you blow <laughs> up and you were like, yeah, I'm making bank or was it just the means to an end? Run me through it. Well, you know, I had a good and bad experience. You wanted the, the good or the, the bad one? I want both. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. To start, let's start with the, the good and then let's okay. go to the bad. Well, the business went pretty well. We did quite a lot of job, as you said. We did everything. Is there a, for a, a revenue figure you could put to it? Um, well, considering back then, probably it was around 5,000. So 5,000 today would be worth 20 today, grand? Mm, yeah, probably 10,000. Okay, so double that? Yeah. 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 For a 16 year old, that's brilliant. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant. I was amazed. I was really amazed. Absolutely. But then, then we had to con finish the contract because um, stopped the, the contractor stopped for a while. Yeah, so ahead. there was no, no job for a, probably six, seven months again. Mm. And, and I didn't want to wait for this period. So I'm like, okay, I moved to the different things, but the, another story. But, <laughs> but the bad thing was... Mm. I got the cash because they ca paid cash, right? Mm. And I put the cash in my pocket. Mm. First contract, right? And I lost it. Lost in a shop. I lost the, the cash in a shop. How? What do you mean you lost it? Well, you walked in and then you walked out and your money was not in your pocket yes. anymore? Not in my bag anymore. Wow. Yeah. How does that work out? Uh -huh. Someone pickpocketed you or something? Like, what, what happened? I don't know what's happened. Probably someone saw something. <laughs> I don't know. But that was the bad story. That's terrible. That's terrible. You know, uh, my heart was broken because I worked so hard on it and with people. You know, I had two, two people working for, for me back then and I was feeling devastated. And life showed you what it's made of. Yes, you know? exactly. That's right. <laughs> Full of adversities. And that's, yes. You know, a lot of people don't. Like I just, um, you know, the Aaron Sansoni group, right? Mm -hmm. I I, post, I did my live stream earlier in the week, um, you know, with all the other members and stuff like that. And I shared about the back injury I had last week, which mm -hmm. where we had to postpone our interview. That was supposed to be up in the Sunshine yes. Coast, right? And so I shared that story with others and actually other people could relate and resonate with it. Um, you know, I actually had comments on it where people said, oh, I'm really glad that you shared some of the challenges that you've had too, because, you know, not everyone talks about the challenges and the problems, the adversities, you know what I mean? And that's what I really like about this platform that we have here as well is because we can actually communicate a lot of those challenges and adversities and then also share how we overcame them. You know, even if it was really hard, like last week, because I had to take all those days off. Oh, I believe you. I had to do podcasts back to back. I was doing them back to back to back to back. It was like two a day. It was exhausting. Normally, I only do one of these a day. But just sharing the adversities and saying, well, you know what? Not only was the back injury challenging, but now I had to do two podcasts a day. And that was even more challenging. You know, all of those things added up. But I got through them. 
And I think that's what people really love hearing as well is they're like, oh, so it's, I am going to have terrible days and bad days, but I just have to keep on going. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. And, you know, the passion, I think the difference is when you're passionate about something and you put 100% into it, you always find the solution. Mm. You always break the problem in the small little pieces and go piece by piece. Yeah. And then you fix it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was really, yeah, really, really sad when you said, oh, my back is injured. Not because I lost my podcast on that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of your back. Yeah. And it's it's really hard to get into it and, and get again, step up and do it again. I kid you not, Monday, Tuesday, I could not walk. I, I like I was very lucky because I was on the phone to, there's this some service here in Australia called Health Direct. Mm-hmm. And you can speak to a registered nurse over the phone. They do an assessment and they either tell you, go see a doctor, get some rest, or they say, call an ambulance. I'm sitting in my car. I, I, I don't know how I managed, but I managed to get back to my car, right? I kind of felt like, you know what it kind of felt like? You've watched uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, yes, you know, exactly. You know when he's like really high on the drugs and he's like <laughs> trying to crawl up the stairs. Yeah. Felt, that felt like me, except I wasn't intoxicated and I, I wasn't taking any drugs, right? It was just normal me, but I just felt like I was, you know, literally not crawling, clawing my way back to the car. It felt like I was walking. I wasn't on the ground. Don't get me wrong. But it just, it was really painful to get back there. And I was, I was like, I cannot move one inch. I was tempted to call an ambulance. I kid you not. But part of me was going, yeah, but the ambulance bill is going to be like a thousand dollars. You know, it's a thousand dollars. I'd rather spend on advertising or something. How about yeah, I call these like, guys? Exactly. It's like hmm, you know here I mean? or here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's put it this way, okay? So, I can call. That's right. So I call a typical yeah. male. I call a health direct first. I speak yeah. to the nurse. She says, "Oh, look, I don't think you need an ambulance, but I think someone needs to come and pick you up because I don't think you can drive." And I said, "Well, I'm glad you think so because I definitely don't think <laughs> I can drive either, right?" Um, and so, and that's how it all went down. But it was. I'm lucky I had a, have a really good chiropractor who helped me out. It was more of a muscle injury, but there was also some ribs that had moved out of place. Mm. But those two days were just horrendous. I could not move. I, I kid you not, I could not move. And it was really shitty because I was really looking forward to going to the Sunshine Coast. Oh, I believe <laughs> you. you. And, and you lost the best view ever, by the way. But exactly, you know. <laughs> exactly. You know, now we get stars, galaxies and a black drape. Exactly. But yeah, it's all right. This one <laughs> no, works too. Pretty. Yeah, it's still good. It's still good. So yeah, the adversities are important. Do you ever? Do you think that over you know over however many years that have gone by, do you think that there's maybe like one big adversity that you've ever come face to face with that you'd like to share with people? <laughs> the big one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the muscles. I'm talking about. The big, <laughs> I was the thinking big like. Adversity, okay. You know. Mm, let me think about the muscles, <laughs> but it's not about the muscles. <laughs> sure. Let's let's uh, no. I can get to this um, later on. I believe I can create yeah. for you some extra extra story. Okay, all right. We'll go into the adversities later on. Yeah. So, and look, you, you, we mentioned about the muscles, right? There's you, you've done a bit of bodybuilding. Oh is, well, is that yes. Right? Well, bodybuilding in general. Um, Training in a gym, exercise, um, strength building, strength training, it's my passion. Because I'll tell you what happened, right? And for all of those that are listening, uh, you definitely jump online, you know, check Violetta out. It's Violetta with a W, by the way, if you want everyone to look her up. 
Uh, but, oh, guys, whew, like I met Violetta at a conference, a four-day conference. We had a really nice chat. She seemed really nice, pretty approachable. And, you know, I did not expect to see her. Later on, you know, a little further down the track, I added her on Facebook. And she's got this full-on tan bodybuilding <laughs> outfit on. Like she's, and she is built. Now, when we were talking, because she has a bit of a Russian accent, I felt like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't, I should try not to say the wrong thing because maybe my kneecaps, I'd like to keep them intact, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Not to make any stereotypes or anything, but I was like, but then when I saw your profile picture, I was like, holy shit. I was like, I want that. Like that's, that's, that's inspiring. It also made me a little more scared that maybe my kneecaps would be easily broken instead of with, <laughs> yeah. with, with a crowbar. But you know, definitely completely inspiring. It was actually awesome to see that, you know, and it, it took me took me away. Do you want to run us through that? Like, you know, what got you into doing bodybuilding in the first place anyway? Well, it starts probably when I was 12 or 13. Okay. So, so younger. Yes. So this isn't recent. This is younger. Well, I didn't train back then so hard I'm training now. But back then, I started to collect this, you know, sport magazines and stuff like that. Okay. And read them all the time. So I have a very good collection of any fitness magazines. <laughs> oh, yeah. So starting from them, I was reading them. I was, you know, like checking the exercises, what you can do, what's the exercise for. I literally <laughs> dissolve all the exercises like in the small little pieces. Mm. This one is for this one, this one is for this one. And this passion was all the time with me. Mm. So probably starting training for bodybuilding really, really started in 2018. Mm. Okay. But yes, before it was just, you know, you go to the gym and you- There was an interest. Interest, right? There was like, an interest, you never really yeah. did anything about But it. the first fascination, how you can build the body when mm. you really put attention mm. and the, the right amount of time and the right exercise, how you can really create the body out of everything, it's unbelievable. It's just the passion that the, you know, discipline yeah. built into it. What made you make, so in 2013, like what made you make that decision to say, yep, I'm gonna go start bodybuilding? Like what, surely something had to have happened, you know, where you said, okay, I wanna, I wanna build muscle, I wanna do bodybuilding. What, what so happened? I went to the gym on a regular basis always. Mm. And you know, one of the trainers um, saw me and said, look, you know what? Why don't you go and do the bodybuilding? I said, mm, why is that? <laughs> Mm. Because your body looks so good, so you don't have to do much. You just have to tweak a few things, and, and it's gonna be easy for you. More more protein gain, so you know more protein focused diets, and then training mm. some more isolated muscle workouts. Yes, right? exactly. So speci specifically, you know, exercise like for biceps or for just quads or for hamstrings. Like just design the program to where, where you have the deficiency. And, and shaping the, the way the judges <laughs> will judge you in the best way, right? Mm. And I said, since you train anyway here, every day almost, because yeah, literally I went to the gym every day, um, I said, yeah, why not? So, so I started to train with the trainer uh, back in Sydney. Mm. And yeah, he, we designed the, the exercises and start to just 
work on it, right? Small mm. little bits and pieces. And so I don't put any dates when I'm going to, to compete on the stage. Uh, mm. We just go through it and see how the body is growing, right? Mm -hmm. How the muscles are really, you know, are responsive, how they respond to the exercises. And I said, yeah, cool, why not? Let's do it. So since then, uh, I just follow the programs, right? Mm. And I changed the trainings over the time because I, then I moved to Sun Train course, obviously. Um, then I started to to train with another trainer in Sun Train Coast and train and train and train and train. And and one day he says, okay, let's go and do it. Competition. <laughs> so, competition. Go and do it. I was like, oh no, oh my God, really? Go stand half naked on stage. Yeah, exactly what I always say. Podcast is nothing comparing to staying on a stage half yeah, naked yeah. <laughs> in front of millions of people, or millions, not thousands of people, right? Felt like Watching you. Felt like millions. Feels like <laughs> millions. Yeah. Millions, literally, right? Yeah. And yet, it was scary thing. First time, it was like, oh my goodness me, <laughs> what I'm doing here? Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, once you do it a few times, I did few few comps already. So, it was like, just like, okay, go there. Have do you the poses. Yes, I did. You did? Oh, yeah. All of them? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, but all well, of them? One of them? Ten of them? I think I, I had a few goldies and few, you know, a few. silver. And then, yeah. Listen, most people get excited when they win one, right? You're saying you've, you've gotten a few. Yeah, that was a good season. That's, one of the that's seasons. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Like, I really like that, you know? But, like, you know, even now, right, like, I can see that you're physically built. You know, for the cameras, do you want to give us a little flex or? Yeah, no, there's like, yeah, maybe something like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, it like, is bodybuilding still something like that you're doing now or is it now just something you still <coughs> put to bed? What, uh, so I had a break now at the moment for, I don't know if I'm going to go and compete again, mm. uh, but I never will start stop training. So mm. for me, training is so important that it's just some complement of, of the daily life. And mm. and gives you also this um, this goal, something mm. that you see that because when you change the body, when you work on the body, like you can see that body is changing, yeah. you're getting this excitement that is worth it, yeah. and you want to do it again and again, and this creates this um, discipline. Mm. So through this sport and and seeing the the changes in the body, this discipline to for your life as well. So. You woke up in the morning, you have the breakfast, you do this, you do you have this kind of routine that, that is really helping in the business as well. Mm. So that's why I applied what I learned through this sport and, and health, fitness, exercising to the everyday's life in a business as well mm. as an approach. So if you want to get something, you have to do this. Yeah. Otherwise you not get it there, right? It's like it. massive and immediate action. That's that mean it's like you go to the gym, you do this four, five squats. That's must, right? Otherwise, I was who was a, oh man, who was it? I think it was Michael Hazilius. Um, and he, like just, just before, a couple of episodes before you, and he was talking about the mindset and he went on this, uh, this, this bike marathon, right? And there was like, he was mostly at the back and you know, his legs were caning. And so, you know, but he just kept saying to himself, no, I'm not listening to the brain. I'm gonna keep going, I'm gonna keep going, I'm gonna keep going. He ended up coming like in the top three and then the guys that were one and two looked behind. They were like, who the hell are you? You've never seen his face before. You know what I mean? Because they've, they've always been so far behind. They never, you know, is in the winner's circle, you know? Um, and it's, it's like what you say. It's having that discipline, the mindset. Mm -hmm. No, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. I want to do those four squats, 10 squats, 20 squats, whatever it is. 
You know what I mean? So, no, I get that completely. I think um, my big breakthrough was because posing was very, very huge thing for me to learn. The pose, okay. uh, oh, grabbing yeah, like the pose. The whole yes. Yeah. It was very, very hard. And uh, that was my last thing that I trained because I, I prefer to spend five hours in the gym, do the heavy lifting, leg press 350 kilos instead of going to You're doing a 250 posing. kilo leg press? Yeah, I did. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So what do you bench? What's, <laughs> what's your bench weight? Well, I didn't really do benching as much yeah. because I focus on legs to develop more legs. Yeah, um, yeah. So the bench wasn't really in my focus. Yeah. No, for the my category. Leg raises? What about them? Leg raises. Yeah, yeah. What, what, was, what were you sort of running on the leg raises? Well, I did s so many leg exercises like squatting, hack squats, um, you know, um, squats, hack squats, everything. But mm. there was never focus on a, on a number as such. There was focus on mind. Mm. Right, because one day it's it's worse than the other, or one is better than the other. Right. Mm. So when I jump on a leg press, for instance, with 250 kilos, I said, okay, I can do it more. So it wasn't checking. There wasn't checking the weights. It was just mental strength and mindset of mm. the legs can take more. I uh, see. I'm taking this in right because um, I, I feel like I kind of need a little bit of this inspiration too. So for me, you know, it's always. It's like for my my exercise and workout journey has fluctuated. You know, I had to stop going to the gym because I had a hernia repair and then I had to take three months off. And then when I went to go get back into going to the gym after the three months had gone by and it's everything was all good. And then I had a stroke. You know what I mean? Uh, <clears throat> it's been one thing after the other. And it's been so hard to get back into that routine. And now I'm extremely unfit. Like I'm very, very unfit. But, you know, like I can, you know, on, on the, uh, the leg press, you know, I, I can do 150, 160. I can't do as much as you. I'm only a little guy, right? You know, don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> you never judge in the gym anyway. But, no. you know, I, for a little guy like me, I could do 150, 160, um, you know, even on the leg raises, which is just like going onto your, your tippy toes and back down, right? Um, which is cool. But then like you sharing that, you know, focusing more on the mindset Absolutely. than it is about the weight number you know like i think that was an interesting one to think about if i'm being quite honest with you because yeah like that i've been focusing a lot on the the performance side of how much weight i can carry and i haven't necessarily looked at it from the mindset point of view do you want to go more into that like i'm actually really keen personally to to hear more about it like so what is it about the mindset like what are we what are we training here? What do we fine tuning? How do we do it? So what I did uh, in the recent times, like there was very heavy weights. Um, I meant to just be there on the leg press and think about it as the legs are so strong mm. that they can take everything. Okay. And don't feel any weight on the legs. Just push it. Is it just mind, is, is a game with mind? You have to learn the technique a bit and it's pretty, pretty different to the things like, oh, push and push and push, where, where you really push the energy in a, in a strength, whereas you push the energy in the mind. Mm. So it's hard to explain. I can maybe demonstrate one day in the gym 
and show you what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind. I'm also personal trainer, by the way, if you need. Well, well <laughs> you know, because uh, you know what, Virgin Australia agreed to reschedule my flights. And right. Then we go to Sunshine Coast and we'll do a little exactly. video shoot in the gym. That's sure. right. That's right. I show you exactly what I mean because there is a specific technique that you have to take and it's not easy to explain when you're not on a game, when you're not in a gym. Mm. So switching from strength point of view to mind point of view, which you can actually play everywhere. Is it, is it important to be realistic though? Like, you know, I'm not going to go to the gym after this and go, fuck it, I'm going to lift 500. No, no, you can't. Yeah. You have to build on it yeah. for a safety reason. We don't want to, to break your legs, right? Yeah, yeah, I've already <laughs> broke my back. Yeah, no, so it's not, no. So yeah. everything in a moderation, right? It's everything step-by-step step building on something that is, has already base. So when you mm. have some base already, you build on a base. And when you come to the point where that's not be true. I can't push that much. That's the mindset starts to and, play. And swapping out the instant gratification yeah. for the delayed gratification yeah. as well, because people want the 500 now, not knowing no. that you, you need to have it compound over time. Yes, you know? it, it takes time. It's be realistic. We are not like robots or something designed to, to do. We are people, yeah. like humans. We have the bones, we have the muscles, we have safety, things that we have to be as well in a safety way. So we can't really be like, oh, I'm superhuman. I'm going and do 500 now because yeah. I did so much. No, it's, it's very unhealthy and very risky as well. So you yeah. can get a lot of injury. You can injure yourself easily. So yeah. that's why this protocol of, of running in a safety and manageable way with the push to the future, how you can be, where you can be, it's very important. Yeah, absolutely. What we're going to do, Violetta, we're going to take a short break. We're just around the 45-minute mark, which is good. So you get to have a breather. Uh, you and I, we're going to take, you know, five, ten minutes. Everyone at, uh, that's listening at home in the car at the office, you're going to probably be about 30 se seconds to a minute. We're going to come right back after this. And I want to focus a little more about that, that story of the adversity, the challenge that you had. I definitely want to go into more about that. And I also want to you know, go into more about you right now and what you're doing right now as well and, and what makes you that person, how people can work with you, how you can help them. I want to uncover a lot of that, right? So okay. we're going to get stuck into that right after this. First and foremost, before we get into our ad break, I just want to say to each and every single one of you how grateful I am that you guys tune in and listen to each and every one of these podcast episodes. What I'd really love from you, if you haven't already, is to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, as well as hitting the bell icon so you never miss a new episode. Now, I wanted to talk to you guys about a really cool opportunity. And that opportunity is a brand new program that has been brought out by the Launch Day podcast and it's called the Amplify program. The Amplify program is highly focused on building your personal brand. The two things that you're probably looking for in building your personal brand is credibility, authority, trustworthiness. There's some really, really big ones. And podcasting gives you that, that opportunity, right? So being part of a podcast will give you authority just by the look of being on a podcast and being in that setup. Now, how we further enhance that as well is, and this is another big problem that a lot of you will have, is content. 
Content is a tricky one because I know all of you out there are sitting there scratching your heads thinking, how do I post videos every single day about me, about my business? It's really hard. With our Amplify program, we actually give you 180 videos across three months from our podcast interviews. That's really important, 180. So you can post two per day for three months or you could post one per day for six months. That is so much content and it's gonna solve a lot of problems for you when it comes to growing and scaling your presence online. Not only that, but you also get a mini personal brand photo shoot as part of our program as well. So you can further enhance your profile and get ready for it, the icing on the cake you also are guaranteed to be featured on publications such as Forbes Australia by being part of our program. If this sounds like you and someone who wants to get all of this credibility, authority, trustworthiness through 180 pieces of content, a personal brand photo shoot, doing a podcast, as well as being featured in places like Forbes Australia, then give us a call, give us a shout, head on over to launchday.au. So that's www.launchday.au or you can call our office directly. It is plus 612-9055-8088. And we're back from the ad break here with Violetta Hislop. Now, just before we went to the ad break, Violetta, you said that you had some adversities that you would bring up a little later in our conversation. Now, I kind of feel like you're, you know, subtly trying to hide them from us, right? You know, I want to get in deep, you know, I want to find out what's going on. So I I feel though, as though there might be a, a bit of a, a pretty strong story coming here. Do you want to? Do you want to run us through it? Like I just want you to get stuck straight into it. I don't want to try and beat around the bush. Let's get stuck straight into it, right? What, what's what's going on here? What's this big adversity? This big challenge that you overcame? Well, well, it's hard. It's hard one. It's hard topic. But I believe I would like to share with you because I think that will inspire a lot of people to take the action and and just move forward. Mm even though um, they had very difficult times and challenges, there's nothing that can stop us from achieving what we want as much as we see the green light at the end of the tunnel. And for the record, you've already been inspiring during this entire podcast, even to me, right? So, (laughs) you know, like what you're about to say, like by all means, I think it's a, it comes naturally for you in in inspiring others. So let's, let's run through it. What's, uh, what are you holding back, Violetta? What's going on? All right. Okay. Let's start with that. Imagine being in Germany. Okay. Having great time. Oh, running the business, of course, making money. What were you doing in Germany, by the way? What Um, business? So we had the, I had the accounting bookkeeping okay. company helping you know small businesses and you love numbers so i love that numbers. makes perfect sense. <laughs> i love numbers right yeah yeah uh, i like the p and l's and balance what, sheets and what's stuff the like value that. of pi <laughs> it's a full pie <laughs> yeah yeah 3.1415 yeah. that's yeah. as far as i get yeah, yeah. very yeah. close very close absolutely right? yeah but um in saying that 
you know, having good business in Germany and, and you know, doing all these things, funny things and, you know, nice cars and stuff like that. Um, having family, of course. Yeah. Um, my daughter, my husband. Um, yeah, we had a really good time and I always try to make fun out of everything because I'm, I like fun. Of course you do. I like love, love living life. Absolutely. Kind of. Um, and the one day was pretty funny day because, um, you know, my daughter said to me, oh, I'm so sleepy. I don't feel good, right? Mm. And I said, oh, what's going on? Oh, I don't know. Um, said, well, you just stay home and stuff, right? Mm. And we did the business on, as everyday business, business as usual. But the next day she was feeling not good neither. So that was a bit strange. And she was drinking a lot of water, which is very strange. Mm. Very, very strange. How old was she at the time? Um, that was uh, four years. Wow, four years old. Yeah, four or five. Wow. It was in between. That's because my daughter's, you know, four turning five. Right. Uh, next month. And so, you know, like, yeah, okay, go on. Yeah. So I said, okay, well, that's good. So she didn't go to the kindergarten and stuff like that. Mm. And <clears throat> yeah, she's okay. So, but next two days, she was losing weight, a lot of weight. It was like very, very weird, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not normal, like kit, which is energized and, you know, kids running stuff. She was very tired. Mm. And I said, now we have to check in the doctor because she's really not looking good. Mm. I said, okay. Um, so we went to the doctor and that was the biggest shock in my life, obviously. As they diagnosed her with diabetes one. Which is um, is that not enough or too much? It's nothing. Not nothing. Not enough. Not enough. Yeah. yeah. Not enough. So basically, um, for her rest of her life, she needs to have the insulin injections. Unreal. Yeah, every day. So, but it was really shocking, and I said, you know, first thing you don't know what it is because mm. if people didn't hear about it, it's like. A, was diabetes one like oh obesity obesity and stuff and yeah, food yeah 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 um yeah. yeah because there's diabetes one and two so i didn't know at all about it so i said to this the doctors like but what does it mean like that means that she needs to have injections every day with insulin to keep her alive otherwise she will die well i said okay <laughs> So did that was shock. Did they say it like that like, too? Not like that, you know. But I that's, just, how, that's how it felt. Like, that's it how you felt know. like if she doesn't have, that's it. Yeah. You know, if you like this or that. Yeah. Right? So no, no, they Jeez. didn't say it this way. <laughs> but, you know, you imagine the, the node like black and white, right? Yeah, yeah. If you don't have this, that's it. So that was that was really shock for me. And, and then I realized that it, it's... Life can be so really soft and frigid. Can everything happen the next five minutes? You don't know about it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, my husband was shocked too. And, you know, I was devastated for a long time. But she had to stay in the hospital, obviously, to, to stabilize her condition because the the sugar level was so really killing her inside. So they had... To give her like one month in the hospital to just get everything right. Yeah. 
and adopt the insulin, how much doses and she needs to have as a four or five years kid. Uh, she was not aware at all what's going on yeah, anyway. Of course, she'd be very she was like, oh, mom, but what, going, what are they doing? Like, oh, you know, imagine um, explaining this to a small kid what's going on being in a hospital for yeah, so explaining, long. explaining uh, like adult things to a yeah. child, you know, and, and I know exactly how that feels because I've, you know, like I said, I've got my four or five year old daughter, you know, from a separated relationship, you know, and so I like, I get that because she, even my youngest daughter now, she's full of questions um that are very adult related questions for things for adults to work out that young kids just don't understand so i could imagine you know you trying to explain to her especially when it's as scary as a hospital yes you know exactly. what i mean so oh, that's yeah that's terrifying how old is she now by the way uh, oh of 20 so she's a really beautiful girl now okay. <clears throat> uh living her life and that's funny thing because Last thing, uh, she said, I don't remember not having that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Because yeah. she just thinks like that's normal thing, right, for her. Because yeah, we had yeah. this conversation like a few days ago about the diabetes and stuff and um, and said, well, I'm fine with that because I don't know any other way, right? So it's, it's for her, it's a life lifestyle now. Mm. Uh, for me, it's uh, something that it's very hard for me to think about because I would like to see her more happy. And obviously, there are mm. consequences of, of, you know, having this illness. Um, but and that's probably was my big drive in my life as well. When she got that, um, for me was okay. That's her, and I do. I will do whatever it takes to create better life for her. Mm. In terms of how much time I can invest, what I can do. Uh, in uh, terms of research, uh, medical research and stuff, and still going with that. Still com compl completely every day when I see medical stuff, I always check on any medical improvements in the uh, As a in mother, you would, you know, no matter, yeah. no matter how old your children get, you, you're always going to be looking. So definitely. I talk a lot of people, if they know something, what can be done or, you know, any medical science experience you know, research and stuff. Mm. So going through this, but going back to dance, when, when I got this di diagnosis with her, it was like, okay, I do whatever it takes. I don't mm. mind. I will never stop going mm. further, faster. In, and that's why there was the, for also the drive for the businesses and stuff to just create a better life for her. Mm. To, to do something that she can enjoy and not be um, independent of lacking the money, lacking the resources, lacking the stuff. But in saying that in the life, it wasn't easy because I had a lot of problems with my, my ex-husband back then as well. So, yeah, he was alcoholic and I had to manage everything around that as well. So every day was just pushing through, pushing through and, and make the life better the way I can do it mm. for her in, in the future, you know, future seeing her as a, really happy person mm. so as you can imagine that life wasn't easy <coughs> going from this stage to next stage to next stage and and then move to australia as well where where we decided okay so we want better life but then i have to go backwards mm. because so you gotta start again uh, yeah exactly without knowing the language um then being like a good business owner, you know, creating good money, gain, yeah. good income, going 
backwards to be a student in Australia, yeah. international student, is in the Wiener family together with daughter that was sick, which requires a lot of money, a lot of resources as well oh, at the same yeah. time. And especially if you're coming from overseas too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So being international student paying fees for 150,000, probably 200,000 know, Australian dollar, just to get the education in Australia to be accepted as a as a resident in Australia. Yeah. But in saying that, that's why it was the drive. I believe that was the biggest drive for for me in my life to to just overcome the challenges and and keep going. Yeah. You know, it's it's really intriguing what we do for our children, what we do for our kids, what we do for ourselves, and the sacrifices that we make and i think that's where a lot of people get unstuck i personally believe that a lot of people they they're dealt some very difficult adversities and circumstances so that the, the the cards that have been dealt to them are just not in their favor um but in you know instead of finding a new dealer or you know what i mean or mm. or just going and, and getting a, sitting at a new table or whatever it might be they kind of just sit there and they just play their hand that they're dealt with. And I don't believe it has to be that way. And, you know, for you, it's the sacrifice that you made as well as financially. Like, how, how did you know Australia was going to be, you know, a better place and that if you invested that money to, to, to come here, how did you know that it was going to be rewarding like it is? I didn't. I didn't. I just believe in myself. Mm. Always. Because I always believe in myself, and when I set the goal, I know I I be there, regardless. Mm. So it's discipline. It's it's about having yeah. the right mindset to say I will make it okay. Yeah, I do this all the time. So I, like you know, every time we talk, Violetta, because there's been so many times that we've mm. spoken. Every time we talk, everything that goes through my head and my 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 whole body, every fiber in my in my body, says how the similarities. Because I, I, I know exactly what you mean. It was, for me, it was, okay, uh, I can't pay my rent this week. Okay, what do I do? Then I call and I call and I do this and I do that. And I, like, there is not an option. Um, if you can't make it happen by that day, then it's making a phone call and renegotiating, right? Renegotiating. Hey, look, we can't do it by this time frame. Can I do this and then give you this later? you know, et cetera, and so on. Negotiation, negotiation, and not accepting the circumstances you're in. Just just saying, I want more than that, you know, and just consistently fighting for it. A lot of people say, uh, you know, you need to accept the circumstances you have. You need to learn to accept your circumstances. And I sit there and say, no. <laughs> well, you know what I say? <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly right. You know, no, no. I'm not going to accept those circumstances because I want more and I deserve better. My children deserve better. The people around me deserve better. And I'm not going to stop until we have better, you know, and that is me. I get backed up into a corner and I fight. Doesn't matter how big of a challenge it is in front of me, what big, how big the hurdle is. You know what I mean? Like I started the marketing agency earlier this year, had a stroke and then still built it on top of that. We've got multiple employees, etc. in a matter of months. You know, like to me, that's that's brilliant. That's oh, really thanks. great work. 
Exactly. And, and and I say it always the same. Like I had a person that someday um, I work for and she said, look, uh, you have to take whatever you have and you can't have more. <laughs> so be happy what you have. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, I was well, like laughing inside my body. It's like you get what you get. Oh, and my you don't goodness. Get upset. Exactly. Why? <laughs> Why? Wow. <laughs> that was the biggest thing that I heard. Totally disagree. Absolutely. 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 That's not what I think. I think totally opposite. You uh, want this, you get it. As much right. as you want it, you discipline, you go for it. You never stop. Plan, you get there. That's exactly right. And that is and that is honestly that's my attitude every day. My attitude every single day is no, I I want more. And the thing is, is it's not just for me, it's not just about money and my own lifestyle, but it's what, how I can contribute the, yeah. that, that income to other greater things. For me, philanthropy is a very big thing. You know, like I want to do a lot more in philanthropy and, and you know, in that realm of things because I really believe that I can impact you know, the, the, some, the people's lives and, and make a change and, and cause oh, absolutely. for better. You know? Absolutely. So that's yeah. why that's why when I think about it, all all what I do is like I got this this big shock in my life, and it was like, how many people have the same problems? Mm. How many millions, right? But the the way how they approach the problem and how they create their lives, it's the big thing. So that's why I always say I want to tell people that regardless what problems you get, how many obstacles you have you can get what you want. There are options. There are always options mm. that you can choose from. It's not like option, there is no option. There is no option for, no option for me. <laughs> it's yeah. like always something. It's the, the way how to design, how to plan, how to, to create new possibilities out of the, the worst that could happen to you. You create the better opportunities yeah. out of it. So yeah. like for me, it's like putting from black to white. Yeah. from disaster to something great mm. and that's what i i'm really really love it about you got some problems but the way how to approach the problem how you create the solutions that's so important for me to to share this vision with people because mm. people sometimes think like there's no nothing we can do mm. there's always something you can do yeah there's exactly always something right. you can do if it's not this you can do this Depends which way you want to go. You know, if there's one thing that I've learned from the people I've interviewed on this podcast is that there, you know, no is not an option. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's fight or flight. It's do or die. You know, the one thing that I always see in common is, is that people, a lot of people are very quick to give up. Very, very quick to give up. Now, listen, I'm not opposed to that. We still need employees, okay? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like a lot of people start a business and then they give up and say, oh, I can't do it. Then they'll have a million and one reasons why they can't do it. Like I said, that's okay. Business isn't for you. But I need to hire people like you. So, exactly. You know, it's good and that's when the people other thing. fail. You know? Yeah, and you can't judge people that don't want to do run the business because that's not the things. So yeah. they have a choice. If they choose being an employee, that's perfect, amazing. Why not? If they see themselves being there, that's fine. Not mm. everyone needs to be like business owner or you know, uh, this or that. If you want to be an employee and give 100% of yourself, that's amazing. That's, exactly that's beautiful. Right. 
because yeah. that's that's your inspiration in life. You, right? you have to have the right risk appetite for it. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like for me, I've lost so much money, so much money I've lost in in business ventures. You know, and it is all they're all learning experiences. You know, but still, you have to have the the appetite to lose that money. Yes. You know what I mean? You have to. So, you know, that that's one of the important things that, that I've been looking at as well and, you know, comparing, you know, what it actually takes to, to get in there and do it. And you know what? You have to have the right mindset. And you know what? I Sometimes I think about it and I think because I'm the risk taker, mm. I am actually. <laughs> Me too. No more, Alex. I am. <laughs> There's so much we have in common. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm not afraid mm. because, you know, I take the risk and now it's going to be consequential some kind yeah. of but I still take it that's right and that's why this bring me here to this point where I am now because otherwise I would not be able to be here I'd be mm. still in Poland mm. if I did not had this drive inside me to change something to go and do these things that are not really common things very uncommon things sometimes you know but I still go and it's like oh yeah that was good that was I good. sit there as well right like especially in Australia I sit there as well and I go what could be the worst possible scenario that I could be in if everything failed? And I thought about it and I went, getting $800 a week from Centrelink. <laughs> you that's know right. what I mean? Exactly. Like, like that's like the worst. And, I, you know, I've never been on Centrelink my entire mm. life, right? But, you know, that that is the scenario. For me, I'm like, the worst case scenario is... I get 800 bucks a week from settling, you know, you end up, you put this much to rent and, yeah. you know, you got two, three hundred dollars to this. Okay, maybe if you, especially right now, rental properties are like yep. ridiculous. Mm -hmm. All right, downsize, find something smaller, make it work that's a lot cheaper. Um, you know, like there's always a way to work it out. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Even if you have to give up some of the, you know, the luxuries, some of the conveniences that you have now for the purposes of, a, of you know, maintaining a future, having a roof over your head for at the very bare minimum, there's always going to be a way. Like, you know, there's so many things, especially in Australia, that you can do. Um, getting a job isn't too hard as long as you have, again, you know, it's okay, you make sure your resume looks good and make sure you yep. practice with interviews and stuff like that. Um, for me, you know, in the past where I have had little dry spots, you know what I mean? Like I'll tell you now, five years ago, I was getting kicked out of my property. Couldn't pay the rent. I was struggling, struggling, struggling. Try, I re renegotiated a few times, but I just, I just couldn't get there eventually. Uh, got kicked out. Had to find a new property, you know? So like everyone that's watching or listening now, they're, they're looking at me going, oh yeah, but Dean, what would you know? Let me tell you, I came from adversity. Like I grew up eating spaghetti on toast for dinner. Do you know what I mean? That was my dinner. You know the canned spaghetti? spaghetti? Yeah, and yeah. back then, back then it was probably like 29 cents a can. 29 cents mm. for the can of spaghetti. You don't know how many I had this. Oh. There you go. Many. And that, was that coming to Australia? That's like, you know, you had to you had to put yourself through that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Look, you can't do it anyway, all the way. You have to have this nice, beautiful spaghetti. And, mm. You know, like bread and jam for dinner some days. Or some days there was none. You have That's to survive, right. right? You have to make it happen. That's it's not right. always like you had everything right for you. 
You just That's right. work for it. And even five years ago, like, you know, we're making, like, it was making money. It wasn't, you know, a lot. Um, this was at a time when the business was growing faster than we could facilitate. Like, it was, you know, we got, you know, global news headlines, et cetera, and so on. And the money just kept pouring out, not in. Um, you know, it was very, very expensive. I've got photos, like I've posted it to my social media, everything, you know, went into the clearance aisle at Woolworths. Uh, you know, ham expires today, 39 cents. You know, salami expires today, 42 cents. Uh, you know, bread rolls, you know, those $2, you get yeah. to pay $2, you get a pack of six bread rolls on sale, 54 cents. It expires today. I bought every single one of them. That was my dinner. You know, I spent, you know, a dollar fifty. <laughs> <laughs> feeding myself uh you know stuff that expired on that day just to get by you know i think you know in 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 all like a lot of people they the people that don't have the respect for people like us they look at the highlights they go oh, look at the fancy car you drive you know look at your fancy phone look at all this fancy equipment your business etc and so on and I think all of those people, people like that, just they have the wrong attitude because they are the type of people that look at themselves and feel sorry for themselves every yeah. time they see themselves in the mirror. That's right. You exactly. know? Oh, poor me, victim. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, poor me, poor me, you know? Yeah. Victimization, you know the word. It's very popular nowadays. That's right. That's right. There's a lot of victims in today's oh, yeah. society. Believe me, you know a lot of a lot of political movements overseas. Let's not get into a political conversation. <laughs> yeah, better not. Yeah, we'll better be not on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be here for a while. But you know that that's the the whole victim mentality. Poor me, poor me, poor me. Don't get me wrong. It's okay to feel sorry for yourself from times and say, you know what, fuck. Actually, that that did hit me pretty hard, but. To, to have that be the, the reason why you can't progress and then blaming other people as to why you can't progress is the wrong attitude to have. Because people like you and I, whilst we've made money and we've lost money and, and big, taken big risks and things like that, we've been through those adversities. We've been through times where we're not eating you know, yeah. properly, but we had to. So to, for us to get to where we are today... You had to make those sacrifices. And I think that's an important thing to mention here is sacrifices. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? There are a lot of them sacrifices in my life, for sure. Um, plenty. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when I think it's like, oh, maybe that too many. But then I think, well, maybe that's why I learn so fast. Yeah. Because the faster you, you, you go, the faster you learn. The faster you have to learn. Exactly. Because, because you don't have otherwise, a choice. Yeah. You can't survive, so you have to do these things, right? Don't mean, oh, I lost so much, so many things in my life as well. I was driving like Audi TT, my dream car. Mm. And then I went down to some small one, I don't know. I can't remember the name. Little Kia 1,200 dollar, where I had to sell, or just like six months later, because it just stopped <laughs> in the yeah. middle of the road. But I had to do it, right? And said, oh, fuck it. I can drive this car for a while. It yeah. will change. But not being as a victim. Oh, I'm now, I don't have anything. It's like, no, I just do it now, for now, because I know it will benefit me in the future anyway. So 
I'm not complaining about it now. That's the way, right? That's right. Do you think moving to Australia was probably the the biggest risk you took? The biggest, uh, you know, what's oh, that's on the tip of my tongue? This word, we'll just say it: risk, uh, reward, adversity. <laughs> um, oh, it's really killing me now. The the biggest uh, sacrifice. Sorry. Oh yeah. Tip, tip of my tongue. Do you think moving to Australia was the biggest sacrifice that you made? I think so. Yeah. Sacrifice in a good way. I knew I will sacrifice a lot. I knew mm-hmm. I will sacrifice the money. I will sacrifice the uh, connections. I will sacrifice being close to my family as well, because coming to Australia from Poland, it's it's a bit of drive. Germany. <laughs> how far is Germany from Poland? Oh, it's one hour twenty minutes drive from the border. Drive. Yes. Okay. Yes, so it's, it's like a ten-minute flight. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so not too bad, um, but yes, and I don't think it's as a sacrifice. I think taken as a learning lesson in a life. How much you can really achieve as soon as we really, really want to get to the point where we want to be. Mm. I always wanted to live in a country where my birthday was during the summer. For instance, mm. um, as when a kid birthday, in January, right? Perfect. Yeah. So, so you're um, on the Capricorn side or the Capricorn Aquarius side? Uh, Capricorn. No wonder you're a hard worker. Oh, here we go. <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I always said, oh, no, I would like to have my birthday, nice summer day on a pool, swimming. Well, I didn't know that Australia has a different timing, but back then, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then when we arrive, and I arrive like, wow, wish what you want, Paul. <laughs> you <laughs> wish it, you got it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. summertime, <laughs> full summertime, basically. Yeah. So things can change, right? But uh, but I was always like, okay, I go there, I do it, I get it, right? If I don't move, I don't get anything. You're not getting anything from sitting in a one seat and waiting for something because no one will give it to you. You have to earn it, right? That's right. You have to have the power to go and execute and say, ask, I want this, I got it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's the risks you take, the sacrifices you make, definitely. Uh, I just rhymed then. Maybe I should like become a rapper. The risks, yeah, exactly. you, the risks you take, the sacrifices <laughs> you make, you know, right, start writing some poems. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> We're onto something there. Now, nah, honestly, I love that, Violetta. And it is. It's a testimony you know, and I think it's the stories like this, those people that constantly have that victimhood, that victim mentality, poor me, poor me, poor me. Don't get me wrong. I've had that mentality, you know, I definitely, especially going through my separation, my breakup, I definitely had that, that mentality, you know, it's not uncommon, but what's really important for everyone listening is that you know, you work on ways to overcome it and not let that stop you. You know, I think that's the ultimate thing here is ensuring that you make sure that you don't let them get in the way. If you're listening today and you're hearing what we're sharing, the stories that we share, and they're really important stories to share as well because they're very inspiring. I want those people, if you are someone today and you are blaming other people instead of taking responsibility and accountability for everything in your life. And it's okay to have a little bit 
and it's very important to accept them and move on. And if you're doing that, I would highly encourage you, every single one of you, and I'm sure Violetta would, would agree, is that you need to, if you want to break out of the rat race, you need to make those adjustments sooner rather than later. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, and I have to add, um, that's something that really touched me as well uh, was one of the gym sessions that I was back in Sydney. Mm. And one of the trainers had a kind of um, meeting with gym members kind of presentation. Mm. And the thing that I probably shifted me even faster was when he said, if you don't like something, just change it. Just change it. You don't like the food, change the food. You don't like this house, change the house. Mm. You don't like your husband, change your husband. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literally, yeah. literally that was something in it. <laughs> because since then I changed it as well. You are your husband? <laughs> well, I make some decisions. Okay. In a nice polite way to say. Um, and I took the responsibility on this part as well, as well because I was kind of stuck and and when he said that, I said, yeah, you're right. I changed this, I can change this. And people sometimes think, oh, we can change people around us. Well, we can change really everyone, to yeah. be honest. We don't have to be stuck in a situation where someone is telling you, you won't be able to leave me because I have something like that. Mm. You know, sometimes you get this blackmailing kind yeah, of style, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you, you're not going to leave me because where are you going to be leaving then, right? So there's this kind of blackmailing in the situations of, of partnerships sometimes, marriages, mm -hmm. where, to be honest, we can do whatever we want. We can change. If we don't like something, that's my pattern now. If I don't like something, I just change it. Mm. I just go for it. I just take the risk. And it's like, I always get, I am always like a cat jumping on the four feet. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like boom, jump. Oh, it's all good now. <laughs> do, you, do you find that like that might uh, reduce a little bit of stability for you? Or do you think that that, you know, it's that's just gone really, really well and you wouldn't have it any other way? That's very well always. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's good. I never question my decisions mm. because I know they are right. Look at you now. Here we go. You're right? Doing well. <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> absolutely. It's fantastic. Look. Violetta, I want to get into the business side of things, right? We we brushed on a little bit earlier, you know, that where you're heading, you've done a little bit of coaching, you're amazing with numbers, um, you know, things like that, a little bit of personal training. Why don't you, I'd, I'd love to talk about that, right? I want to talk more about you and you as a person today. What is it that you do? How could How could we work together, right? How could you help me? Okay, so <clears throat> my big thing is leadership and team development trainings. Okay. I love it. As I said earlier, I love to work with people and I love to help them to scale their businesses from the employment and leadership point of view as well mm. as my strong point because through the, the years I worked through so, so many people, so many... Uh, businesses and so many employees yeah and i really understand the the thinking the way people think and people see things around them 
other advantage to create the teams and building the teams yeah. in uh, organizations, for instance, and create the culture, the right culture. Because what I do really believe that the real base of building the business are people. Mm. You can't say no, people. If you don't have people, you can't do anything. So people are such a crucial element in a business scaling and, and building the business and understanding the way where we're going and how we should approach any problems. Mm. And as you know, in organizations, there are always problems with people, the teams are not working together, having problems between each other. And I just love jumping there and solve the problems, create the mm. solutions based on um, the skills set, based on experience, based on a culture, culture based on drive the company, right? Co-elevate the teams, create better working environment and lead the people to the right direction. Mm. Avoid any problems and issues. So that's what I was doing all the time. That's why I, I was able to, to have people around me to help me because I knew who is good with what. Mm. This person can do this. This person can do this. How to create better teams, how to manage and and elevate the teams yeah and you know i can i can uh add to you know people being the reason why businesses grow as well is that you know so, like i know that there are going to be people listening they're going to try and be smart they're going to say oh yeah but i can just build an app and people can just use the app and then that's it i don't need any employees and etc and so on right? You, well, I don't need people because people doesn't always mean your own employees, right? It could be in an external contractor yeah. and things like that, right? But the thing is, is that, like I said, when, I, when people say that, they go, oh yeah, but technology this and technology that, and I could just start an app and, that, and it could just be me. Let me tell you, I know a guy that provides a inventory management system so he's the software developer he made it all himself right and it's just been him and only him for as long as he the business has been around 20 years and he's made improvements made little improvements made little improvements but you know what losing customers because the customer experience isn't there the scalability isn't there it takes too long to get things done. You'd think that by having that one person that can change everything would be faster. It's not, you know, the, like they implement a new change and then it affects something else There's bug issues, the customer support, the sales, and they end up getting so comfortable and complacent making their 50 grand a year that in five years from now, they start realizing that that $50,000, uh, you know, a month or whatever it is that they're making disappears very quickly. You need people. If you want to scale, mm. if you want to scale and make good money and retain it, making money is easy. I've been there. I've made the money. You know, when I did my first marketing agency, I was doing heaps, man. I was making so much money, right? It was just me. And I put my feet up and I was, I kicked back. I didn't employ people. I, I you know, and I, I set up systems to do things on autopilot. But without that human touch, I started losing customers. I started Absolutely. losing customers because people need people yeah. at the end of the day. And yeah. you know what? At the end of the day, there is a very important people connection as well. Mm. Because people need people. People are species that need to be around people. That's right. Yeah, you have to be. You can't just be by yourself, survive. 
sitting at home, closed door, and only you. Well, to some extreme, probably you have like 0.01% of people like that. Mm. But that's not the, the whole society. So, so we need people to, to even grow, yeah. to exchange the ideas, to get different ideas from different people and build on the ideas. Where, mm. where I don't think so. AI can create this idea. So human can create the idea. I know AI nowadays is very, very common, very popular, but still the people touch and connection, the, the feelings uh, that you can really, really move from one person to another. It's not possible with AI. That's right. So that's really, really important. Even with AI, like, so we use ChatGPT all the time. Oh, man, it's, believe me, it saves oh, time. I know. But I still... I would take whatever it gives me and then I would rewrite it. Absolutely. And just use it as inspiration. Yeah. Purely because, you know, that's it's missing that human element. Yes. There is no this human touch of feelings because yeah. they can't give you the feelings. They can give you the information, create in the way you ask them for, but there is no really any deeper meanings and feelings in the in the world that they're putting there, right? That's exactly right. So we need people even to move, to, to put in a human way of, of the information. That is exactly right, exactly right. So on the topic of coaching, uh, sorry, like you, you, you're focusing on people like HR and coaching in that area, is that right? Yeah, mostly, mostly, yeah. yes. Everything related with people, leadership, training, People, um, leadership, upskilling, yes, upskilling, training. Okay. Um, what would be like a good example for a client uh, that you would normally work with? Like, what what kind of? Because like, I've heard of people that work with teams and th things like that before. You want to coach in that space, um, but I don't know a practical use case. So for me, like, do, do you have like a use case that you can share? Because right now, I, I don't think I would know how to refer business to you. Mm -hmm. So what's important when it comes to referring, especially within your network, is that you teach and train them on how to refer people to you, right? Uh, and so then that way, your chances of that referral actually being successful are much higher. So right now, mm -hmm. how would you be able to help me understand how to best refer you to someone? And is, is there a use case that will go with that as well? Oh, well. Okay, let's imagine you taking on a new project. Okay. New project where you don't have much expertise in that, but you have people, for instance, five people in, in your group. Yeah. And you said, okay, we're going to project X and Y, and this needs to be finished in six months' time. Mm. And said to them, okay, we need to work on that. And your people say, mm, but uh, so how are we going to work? Who, who should doing what? And, and I said, I don't know. You figure out. Yeah. <laughs> You're working for me, so you figure out. But in really, in, in the real world, they don't know. Mm. And you don't know, right? Mm. So imagine you just ask me, Violetta, look, I have these people and I don't know what they are capable of, what's the skills, who, who can work with whom, how can create the team and give them the, the insight and guidelines, who work with whom, who is doing what, how to find out who is going to be the best with this, how can I lead them really to succeed in this process, pro, uh, project and close this project in six months. Mm. 
but I don't want to be really like involved in everyday operations, what they're doing, because I have different things to do. Mm. So can you help me? It's like, cool, no worries, okay. Let's meet together. I'm going to do the assess, the skills, the disk assessment, the personality test, who can be matched with whom, who can, the, the skills, what they're doing every day, what they like to do, what they don't like to do, who is like to work with whom, and then I match them. And then I create the leadership program for them, guidelines, how they can succeed faster mm. without interruptions between the teams. Because sometimes you can have like, okay, I have this lady, but she doesn't like this lady. And she doesn't want to listen to her because she likes to listen to this. And that's a, exactly already crash with the personality tests. Mm. So we can shift and match them together. Okay, so you're doing like personality tests and stuff like As that. As well, too. yes. Yeah, you're going yes. deeper. So I like oh, this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you've got like a, you've got like, a, it's like a business consulting, but with a focus on people yep. and how to make them work better. Yeah. Is, have I got that right? Exactly. How yeah. elevate the teams, how create the teams that they can be really good what they're doing without mm. any problems between them and be the better work environment, basically. Because if people are good in the place where they work, they're going to be doing better and faster because mm -hmm. they see that they can scale, they can better, they can be, you know, upgraded yeah, based yeah. On, on their needs as well. Because it's not only the, the business owner need, not yeah. only. It's, you have to understand people always go with you as much as you give them more. Yeah. So now I'm curious, right? Linda? She's got her headphones on. Hey, Linda. Yo, how you going? <laughs> Quick one. I have a question for you. Yeah? What star sign are you? An Aquarius. An Aquarius. Okay, gotcha. And uh, what... The other question is, have you done any, like, personality tests or anything like that? Yeah, I have, but I can't think of Okay. We have to look at that. All right, yes. it's interesting. Yes, and it's, it's really because... That's what I saw in between, right? It's, it's not only about you. It's about others. Yeah. The more you give others, the more you get what you want. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing what I'm trying to create. It's like, Dean, okay, okay, you're doing a great job, but how about your people? So, yeah. And so the interesting right. thing is, and the reason why I asked Linda, uh, for anyone who's wondering, is our lovely Thank camera you. assistant. Um, well, the reason why I asked her, right, is because for me, I'm a Pisces, right? Uh, like, so I love, I love exploring this stuff, right? It's actually really cool. Oh, I know. It's, it's really, amazing. really cool. It's amazing. So I'm a Pisces mm. and my moon sign is a Pisces. My rising or my sun, sun sign, whatever you want to call it, is a, is a you ready for it? Yeah. You're going to be blown Capricorn. away here. Can you guess? Capricorn. Capricorn? No. Oh. Pisces. No, so Pisces, Pisces, and the Pisces. last one is a Leo. Oh. So that's where I get a lot of this public speaking, this energy from, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, hey, look at me. It's why my hair looks good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? <clears throat> you know, but then so what I'm actually finding interesting, uh, like my ex-fiance was a Aquarius, right, as well. Mm -hmm. Um but like for me, it seems as though I have this natural drawn attraction. You're ready for it towards Capricorns and Aquarius. Funnily enough, mm. I have this really strange drawn attraction to those types of people. 
uh, and I, I, I find it very interesting, as well as Aries. So people that are Aries as well, uh, whilst there's a little bit of, you know, uh, push and pull in, in those types of um, relationships between me and them, I still find that we work great together and we respect each other enough to work through the, that push-pull that happens, if that makes sense. Um, so I find it interesting that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm engaging with people like that, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really, really intriguing. It's really, really. And I find it sometimes it's, oh, I, I can see that straight away, right? Mm. I can read people. That's another my gift is probably reading people very quickly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I just can spend with someone two minutes and I already know everything about this person, which mm. is weird. And that's why I know who trusts or who not, kind of. When we first met, I know you wanted to say yeah. something, right? I'll let you do, you say yeah. that first, but then I, the question I want to ask is that when we first met, what was your first take? But you say what you were going to say, and then we'll get to that. Yes, yeah, so I always like um, easy, easy to read people, and I know, okay, this person's going to be good, this one, oh, that's like kind of gift, yeah. um, inside the gift. I don't know where it's coming from. It was always like that, intuition. People call it. I don't know. Yeah. But I always had this, and that's why I know who peop- who is good for me to be surrounded yeah. with. Even I sometimes c- take risk being with not good people, but that's another story. Of course. All right. Of um, course. Yes, but that's that's me. That's me. That's why so I have this. What was your first take on on me? Like, so you, because I remember the conversation. Right. It was really funny. I was dead tired. Me too. And you, <laughs> you came over. It was actually really, really funny how we met. And, and like the moment you said that, I had this big smile on my face. But you came up to me and you said, oh, you know, is this seat taken? And I said, no, no, you can sit down. And like, oh, how are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm just really tired. And I was just being very open and transparent. I was like, I'm really tired. And you were like, oh, is that like a, you know, an, an invitation to say, no, don't sit here because <laughs> I, you remember know, I remember that, right? <laughs> and I just had this big smirk on my face and I was like, no, nah, it means you can sit down. Don't worry about that. That's all good. I'm just letting you know if I, you know, if I seem a little drained, it's because I am, you know? So from that first, ex- uh, that first engagement that we had, right, the first time we met, what, what would you say your take on me was from that, that conversation? I think I, I told you that before, um, because I was passing through, right? I was tired as well. It's like, oh, I just have a walk, <laughs> waiting for, for someone, like yeah, yeah. after the interview or something. Yeah. And um, I was almost passing, and I don't know, some energy blow stopped me, because really? I literally wanted to pass. Yeah, really? just pass and go and just like have quiet time. But something stopped me, turned my face like, is this seat free? <laughs> Out of the blue. Yeah. That was weird because I usually not never do that. that that's not my type, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But yeah. for some reason, it's like, is it <laughs> this seat free? It's like, yeah, you start talking, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I might actually sit down. Yeah. So that's, that's this connection of energy was so wild and weird that we just start talking, right? Mm. And then I was thinking like, He's very sad. <laughs> what's sad? going on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You look very sad. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I think, is everything okay? <laughs> I yeah. don't know if you remember. I asked you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah. It's, I'm recollecting the, the thoughts now, but yeah, go yeah. on. Yeah. And I said, is everything okay? And said, yeah, oh yeah, I'm just very tired. Mm. 
And then we start to talk. Yeah. But uh, I felt this connection of, of energy, weird energies, like, and from being tired, so tired, we just like talk for one hour so loudly. Mm. <laughs> I can't remember. I remember that. Lots of laughs. Lots of laughs. You almost wet yourself. <laughs> exactly, almost. <laughs> I don't know how this is even possible because usually when I'm tired, I'm tired, right? Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> tired <laughs> but that was totally different experience <laughs> mm. funny but yeah that was great so one thing that um you know that explains us uh, you know the the energy side of things as well you know that that level of energy doesn't always happen with everyone but to the ones that do I have a very easy explanation um and so i did my human design right or my mm -hmm. human design reading and so i'm actually a pure generator so to go from like, you know, I was tired at any moment in time, I can pull on those resources to bring more energy, no matter how tired I am, no matter the circumstances. So, you know, that's, that's kind of, and that's a driving power for me too, right? It's like, you know, no, we're not done. We're going to keep going, we're going to keep going. So being that pure generator, you know, that's kind of where in moments like mm. where it's like oh no i'm really tired i can just keep going and keep going and keep going so but I, and as far as that feeling you had that big burst of energy i don't exactly have a an explanation for that but we're here now you mm -hmm. know exactly we are here now after exactly. our conversation of, of doing the podcast together we are here now even you know the first time didn't work well mm. but still we make it happen, right? All right, let, let's do another one. You've had a brief conversation with Linda, you know, just for fun. What, what, yeah. what do you think your first take on Linda is? Linda. Yes, our lovely Linda in the corner of the room. What do you think? Linda is a very nice girl and yeah. she loves her job. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Is she that true, Linda? What? Is that true? true? Are you a nice girl and do you love your job? Uh, I think I am the myself so. Uh, and I feel like. Do you, do you like it or you love it? I love it. You like it. I mean, she doesn't love it yet. <laughs> yeah, because she will. Because she will. Because she will get excited about stuff, what she's creating. That's the next step for her. She doesn't know yet. Working. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you know what? I think she, she, na she hit the nail on the head mm. on that one. Yeah. Not going to lie. What she just said now, I think it's true. From, from my external observations of you, I think that's very, very true. I like that. I like that. You hear it here first. Hey, you know, she's, she definitely knows what she's talking about. I think, yeah. uh, you know, as we grow our company, I think we're going to need to get Violetta in and, yeah. uh, and spend some time with, you know, how to, how to do that. Because you know what? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Lo I love that you mention it. Linda knows this too. I, I had said this to Linda when I was hiring her. I had these people that, all these girls that came in before her. I've said this to, like probably a few times on my podcast now, but mm -hmm. I'm saying it again because it's yeah. right down your alley. Um, but it's the like, oh, you know, so I have like all this experience and they, they put on that fake voice, right? Uh, like people <laughs> like that. And I go, no, yes, I can believe you. <laughs> I'm not hiring you. You know, you're just being so disingenuous. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I just can't, I can't deal with it. So she, she's like, she knows herself. I'm like, oh, this is like, honestly, I, I even told her on our first interview, and I said to her, look, this is actually brilliant. Like, I feel a lot better because the last two that I just had were terrible. Um, you know what I mean? And I think that is, I think for me, I think I'm, I'm in tune with my intuition. Mm -hmm. 
which is what helps me hire good people. Don't get me wrong, there's been some mistakes along the way. Always. You know? Um, but realistically speaking, I think being able to... I think what I need, because for me, I'm building my personal brand as well. Um, I think I need to probably spend some time sitting down, maybe having someone understand me and how I work and who's going to work mm -hmm. well with me. Exactly. Because then I'll have my team, yep. the people that are around me, and then have the people that do the work. And then that's a yep. completely separate conversation because that can be different. Like, you know, Absolutely. for salespeople, for example, you'd be hiring different types of people, yeah. wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, know? you have to. Yeah, you'd be hiring Leos and you know, yeah, exactly. Like Leos, <laughs> like go for it. Yes, that's right. You know, and then you've got the the farmer type salespeople, mm -hmm. where then you know maybe they're a different. I don't know. I'm not all the way into it. And that this, I think this is where maybe we can get your help, right? Is um, and especially everyone else that's listening as well is how you can get involved to ensure that your teams work as a melting pot. You know, then they're cohesive to each yes. other. I think that's the part that's important. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's the part where, where I really, really help businesses, um, individuals as well. Mm. And, you know, to be honest, even help sometimes business partners and partners in, in daily life as well. Because yeah. the way how they, they see each other doesn't have to be the, the way they see each other as, as soon as they understand each other. Yeah. Right? And you can change the perception and you can change the view and you can change even people's reactions once they understand why they react this way, whereas they can react this way. Mm. If they really want to be, you know, together and work together as a team. Because team, That's right. right? Marriage is a team as well. That's it's right. not only business. So you use it in everyday life. It's like wife, husband, why he's saying that to me if I don't like it? Oh, because maybe he doesn't know that. You have to communicate. And then you have to also ask yourself right. why you don't like it. Exactly. So that's all this teamwork. It's, it's understanding people, understanding the matching, the understanding. Well, I'm going to say this. Right? It's not just teamwork. It's hard work. That's it. The hard, hard work. work. Sometimes the, the, the best work you can do is the hardest and the most challenging. And, and that is it's asking yourself why do I feel that way. Do you know yes. what I mean? Exactly. And, and sometimes the answer can still come up, you know, according to your reaction and that's okay. Uh, and then communicating that with your partner. But then you also have to ask yourself, why do I react this way? And it's mm -hmm. the other way too, right? So it's like, let's just say, for example, there's a bit of jealousy uh, in the relationship. Um, you know, the man gets up in the morning, goes to work, um, you know, and, and the wife's a little bit jealous. She's a stay-at-home mom, just hypothetically speaking. Um, and so then there's a lot of... Uh, things happening there the man doesn't like the badgering and the and the uh you know the the feeling like he's being attacked in the morning before he leaves for work and he might ask himself like oh you know why do i feel this way like why do i feel like i get brought down in the morning why do i let that get to me etc and so on if i just understood where my mm -hmm. partner's coming from but if the partner also has a problem, it's also important that even though you can accept what's happening and, and move on from it without being affected, I still think it's important that you go back for the for the whole sole purpose of improvement in that relationship, yeah. going back to your other partner and then saying, hey, I think this is something you need to work on too. 
Yes. You know, and then making progress together. That's that's so important. It's and it's hard work. Oh, it is. It's hard to have those conversations with yourself. Don't worry about your partner. Mm. You guys talk about it whether you're arguing or talking, or you're always yeah. gonna talk about it, you know, but having those hard conversations with yourself, I think is probably one of the biggest challenges. You know what I mean? Yes, and, and that's that's a, such a very important touching on what you said because what we do sometimes, we always blame like kind of each other, right? Oh, because you did this. Mm. Oh, you did this. But the point is like, why we did this? Why, right? And then there's a deeper meaning going deeper. Okay, what's mm. going on really? What's going on inside us? What's going on in our head? What we like? What's our weaknesses, right? Mm. Why we react this way? What our biggest threats and stuff like that? Mm. As soon as we understand this and we talk about it, that's much easier to really like get together on the same line, right? Mm. For instance, um, what I like, I like to talk to people and I like to be around people. Mm. Whereas for instance, my partner can be, oh, I don't really appreciate that as much, but I appreciate if uh, no one is arguing against me. Mm. See, see this, this like, uh, there is a kind of things that we have to tweak. Mm connections that I don't like, I like, I don't like, you like, and that's important. That's important to take the time and sit down sometimes like, why are you always thinking that I'm going to go to an office and have an affair? Yeah. Why? Uh, okay, so I explain to you what I'm doing, right? So as soon as we start to put the information together, what we're doing and why you're thinking and what's behind that on even getting deeper, why someone can be so jealous? Why, what was happening in the past? That's right. Right? Because the past is bringing the, the future. Correct. Once we solve the past. Past performance dictates exactly. future performance. That's right. So we have to know why is that why she's saying that because maybe she had a very good experience in the past that's right she's moving forward with the same thing it doesn't have to be this way but that's why she's thinking so as soon as we sit down clarify everything why oh because this and this and that it's much easier to build any relationship and and trust trusting to each other like trusting team and stuff like that Mm. So that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Really good. We're definitely going to be having more conversations. Good. <laughs> for sure. Violetta, listen, we're, we're, we're coming towards the end. Was there anything that we that was left unsaid? Was there anything that's, that you think that is really important to, to share with your audience at all? Well, probably we, we really, really get deep and deeper in the stuff. But one thing that I'm going to say, it's um, never give up. Right. Mm always think that there is never end mm. and you should never stop until you are satisfied. Mm. Always go, go and go. What if you're never satisfied? Then you never stop and you go and go. Okay. That's how you grow. When that's you find, how, find how satisfaction you in going. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think that's my satisfaction. Yeah, I yeah. go and go and go. That's <laughs> my satisfaction. I definitely can relate to that. Yeah. Uh, that's, 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 I think my satisfaction is, um, you know what? There's two parts. My satisfaction is seeing others smile. Uh, you know, every single time we do one of these episodes, mm. uh, the people that I speak with, they just get so happy and excited and just, just seeing their reactions and, and how they're feeling afterwards is always something that's really magical uh, for me, definitely. 
uh, and I think the other satisfaction is the the journey. So every time we keep going, keep going, keep going, keep moving, uh, I'm always I'm satisfied in that. So yeah, I get yeah. Find satis figure out where you find satisfaction. Yes, you know? that's the point. Figure mm. out what's really excites you. What's your drive? Mm -hmm. Find your drive and purpose. That's what I was going to say. Purpose drive. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Violetta, listen, it was it was great speaking with you, as always, of course. Thank you all. You're very, very welcome. <laughs> Same to you all. It's <laughs> yeah, awesome. And so, Violetta, for everyone that's listening, how can they get in touch with you? Is there any social media platforms that they can visit? Is there a website they can go to? Well, I'm working um, on my social media all the time. At the moment, you can always find me on Instagram, Violetta Hislop. Mm -hmm. uh, or Violetta Wonder Woman, <laughs> that's <it>. my <laughs> bodybuilding style, Instagram. Awesome. Um, yes, and more details definitely will update. Oh, that's fantastic. And for those listening as well, it's Violetta, it's W-I-O-L-E-T-T-A. Uh, so Violetta Hislop, H-I-S-L-O-P. Uh, if you'd like to find her on Instagram, definitely go and punch in those digits to, to find her for sure. And what's what's on the horizon? So if someone wanted to work with you, like how, how would they best approach you and, and what can they share with you to, to be able to help get their problem solved and get started um, with you? Yes, messaging me uh, on Instagram, that's fine. I always check the messages. Uh, always reply to everyone, so that's not a problem. As much as, as soon as you send a message, I'll be able to reply and give you more details how to contact me. And yes, we're working for on a media on a website at the moment as we speak as well because um, that's a big thing for me now to to move forward with that. And any updates related the new social media or any kind of um, media will be posted on the Instagram Fantastic. as well. Fantastic. That's brilliant. So guys, go and follow her on Instagram uh, and you know, stay tuned for the journey. She's got a lot coming up. So awesome. Violetta, thank you so much. It's really lovely to have you. Once again, I'll say that again. And I'm really looking forward to many, many more conversations that we're going to have, whether it be on or off the podcast going into the future. Absolutely. Looking forward to. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. For everyone at home, thanks for tuning in. Really exciting. You know what the deal is around here. We're sharing stories, advice, information, you name it, all about business, whether you're starting a business, growing a business, scaling a business, which Violetta can help you with, by the way, right? <laughs> we talk all about it here. And it's not just the highlight reels and the show reels. We talk about the adversities. We talk about what kind of things that we went through, how we overcame them, you know, what kind of attitude and mindset that you need to be able to go and, and tackle that. Who do you need to have around you to, to be able to, you know, who's in your inner circle, audit your friend list, you know, who, who's there and who's dragging you down, you know. Have a look at all of those things. And that's what we're here to do. And this is what we discuss here, right here on the Launch Day podcast. And for those listening as well, this podcast here, along with all the others, uh, you know, is part of our Launch Day Amplify program. And our Amplify program is a personal branding program where we help people just like Violetta to grow their personal brand 
And if this is something, if that's you, if you're thinking about growing your personal brand, feel free to reach out and you'll be able to even see a testimonial from Violetta a little later as well. If you look on our website, it is launchday.au to check it out. We're really excited to catch up with you again soon and we'll see you at the next episode.